0: Welcome back, friends. This is the Good Midlife Podcast. We are back. Happy New Year. We took a little break last week. We had a short week. Lots of stuff going on. We just needed a reset. So we're back. Richard, are you in Louisville? Are you on the road? What's going on with you tonight?
1: I I am in the uh Ville today, uh, just hanging out, trying to get the year started and uh, uh, start my uh, lovely travels next week. So it should uh, everything kicks back off into the new
0: year. Um, awesome it is cold and rainy in louisville today i mean we were fortunate we didn't have the storms that the south had south of us so uh, lucky there but the weather's not great here happy new year to everybody thanks for listening and coming back i want to shout out a couple of new listeners uh oregon is at the party now we had a ton of oregon listens this past week and a half so appreciate that our friends in romania Uh, coming each. she's listening again, so I appreciate that. Welcome to the party. I want to tell all the rest of you to tell your friends that you're enjoying the show if you are, and if you're not, just keep your mouth shut, uh, and reach out to us if you want to. You can email us at thegoodmidlife at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at thegoodmidlifepodcast, and you can also follow Richard at Kinchin Crew if you want to follow him directly. Now, Richard, how was your New Year? Did you guys do anything? I know we talked a little bit about it. Talked about like maybe parties, maybe settling down, maybe watching a movie. What about you guys? Yeah, it was uh,
1: it was pretty low key. We uh, went to an early dinner at Lupo, grabbed some pizza, which was nice. Uh, afterwards, we met some friends at the Raven for a quick drink and hello and Happy New Years. And then we came home and watched uh the killers of the flower moon so nice three and a half hour long movie so uh but yeah it was pretty low-key overall it was nice um we did some uh traveling over the christmas holiday so it was nice to uh uh kind of have a low-key uh new year's what about you guys
0: awesome well The kids had a party in the basement, lots of high schoolers and young college kids and that kind of thing, so that was just fine, and we sat upstairs, we ordered a bunch of Jimmy John's for everybody, ate Jimmy John's, had some other snacks that were probably terrible for us, and uh, flipped back and forth between New Year's Dick and Eve and the Nashville Country Music uh show and enjoyed that and my girls were still here for one more day so got to hang out with them again before they went back to north carolina on january 1st so we had a really nice low-key new year's very very good so um we're gonna get to a lot of
1: teenagers hooking up in your basement
0: i i do not know about the hookup situation (laughs) um the only thing i will say is there were teenagers in our basement and um i can neither confirm nor deny anything else past that i oh and there was a mess there was a mess on New Year's Day. But other than that, it was, I don't know. <laughs> and, and by mess, do you mean like vomiting? No, 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 no. I just mean like uh, detritus from the Jimmy Johns. Uh, there was a bowl of half-eaten buffalo chicken dip. Um, you know, they'll drink sugar drinks, Cokes or or whatever, and then they'll put um, them in this the little trash can. And so you got drips of, of soft drinks in the trash can um, and, you know, blankets beds snacks uh all the things it was just high school party high school college party i don't know about fluids i i don't know about that i'll leave that to the professionals on this but uh uh it was a, a good party everybody had a good time we all had a nice new year's and we rang in the new year now um one thing that we did on new year's day was watch some football and we did it last night too football season's over and university of michigan won i had some money on that and did not win last night. Uh, Richard and I talked about it. We both liked Washington uh, at least to cover the five or five and a half, wherever you got it. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a, it was a very interesting game. Um, uh, I, I, at first, when we were first watching, we were texting pretty intensely back and forth. And I thought it was going to be like 65 to 57 based on how fast the uh, teams were playing and everything else. And, and Washington came on a little bit, but they did not look like a very consistent team, in my opinion. They were good, but I think they had some issues they had to work through.
0: Yeah, well, I saw them uh, – every time I watched them this year, I've enjoyed them in the second half of the year. I thought they'd been really fun to watch. But Michigan's defense was good but Michael Penix missed a lot of throws that I thought he should have made. He had some open throws. And it's worth noting that Michigan had been to the playoffs last year and lost a battle to Georgia on that field goal as the clock struck midnight in that classic game. So they were kind of battle-tested, and I feel like the moment was a little big for Penix last night, and I think that really hurt him.
1: Yeah, I it, it definitely felt um... – it, it it definitely felt a little over the – they were a little over their heads at times. Um, I thought they were they were good, but they, they looked a little – like Michigan looked like a, a professional team that knew what they were doing and were on a mission to beat some ass is basically what it comes down to.
0: Yeah, it was a well-deserved championship for sure. Um, with that, uh, you know, we did a little picking of bowl games and spreads before – this bowl season started. We had a couple of guests on, and uh, you know what kind of host would host a show and 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 not reveal who won that contest? Certainly not the host that actually lost the contest, because that would be me. Um, <laughs> so we picked a whole bunch of games. I don't even know how many. I came in last. I got ten right against the spread. Richard, you were in third place with twelve. Tommy had thirteen. And Katie won. It wasn't close. She had 16 winners in the bowl pick challenge. So congrats to Katie. That kid knows her sports. She pays attention and uh, she did a good job on that.
1: That's a very nice job, Katie. Uh, well, we, and I look forward to the challenge for the uh, NCAA that we have planned because we, we're going to add a twist to it.
0: Uh, so good job, Katie. Good job, Kate. We're going to have a lot of fun for the NCAA tournament. We got some more stuff coming up. Speaking of basketball, um, Cats play tonight. They moved up to number six in the rankings after a big win at Florida on Saturday. Um, They now are projected as a two seed. Everything's right in the world. Nobody's calling them a six seed. It's not crazy like it was a month ago. Um, So... It's getting fun. I don't want to spend too much time on this uh, because we got a lot of time to talk about basketball, but I'm really looking forward to see how it goes the next uh, couple of months of basketball season because they look like they might be rounding into form.
1: Yeah, they. I then mean, the fact that they came back on Florida after being down, it's like after a pretty miserable first half and, and kind of got their shit together and came around, I, it, it looked pretty good. I, I got to say I'm, I'm very impressed with their performance overall they they look pretty good so it's going to be an interesting year I I will say that it could be very very exciting if they keep this momentum up
0: yeah there's a lot of quality teams out there so I'm really excited for the next couple of months of of basketball um real quick before we jump off the uh the sports stuff you know the NFL playoffs start this weekend um do you have anything that you feel passionate about any team that you think is uh looking good or any game you think um man this team is going to get upset today or this uh, weekend.
1: you know i i'll be honest with you i haven't looked at it that closely to this this i should have probably since uh but i can look at it right now
0: It's all right. We can – well, you can take a quick look. I'll talk just for a moment. I I really was glad Buffalo won on Sunday just because I wanted one more cold-weather team in this round. You know, as it is, we've got games in Dallas indoors, Detroit indoors, Tampa, Florida, and Houston indoors. And so we have Kansas City outdoors and Buffalo outdoors. I hate indoor football. I'm glad to see some outdoor cold-weather football. So um, I love Buffalo this weekend. I love them to win – I think Kansas city, Miami is a fascinating game. I wouldn't be surprised in that one either way. I think Dallas beats green Bay. They're better at home. I think, uh, Houston and Cleveland is really interesting. That's kind of a coin flip game to me. I think Tampa's going to beat Philadelphia. Philadelphia is a total wreck right now. So I think Tampa's actually going to win that game. And I actually think the Rams are going to win in Detroit. I love the way they're playing. And, uh, I don't know. Detroit's going to be wild. That place is going to be loud and hopping, but I kind of like the Rams coming in there.
1: Now, I'm looking at the games right now. I will say one thing that stands out. Uh, This weekend, it is getting freezing cold. You think it's cold now. Just wait until what's coming Uh, up. Somebody has to watch the weather a lot. It's going to be very – so the Chiefs game will be very interesting. I think I might lean towards the Chiefs. If it was in Miami, I would have picked Miami. Because the Chiefs do not look very good right now. They're not playing very consistent. Um, I think the I think the Browns will beat the Texans. Uh, they're playing very solid football. I would probably have to go. The Bills I think can beat the Steelers, especially again. It's going to be very cold, and God knows that stadium is. I mean,
0: it's that town is freezing all the time. So. That's they're going to be, game. they're going to be drunk. Alcohol's running through their veins. They're jumping off the, they're breaking tables in the parking lot. I, I want to go so bad. That would be so much fun. I love Buffalo in that spot.
1: Yeah, it, it's, it, it'll be an interesting game. Although the Steelers look pretty good uh, over the weekend. I meant but I have to go with the Cowboys look pretty good. So I'm going to probably as much as I hate it, pick the pa- or Cowboys and, I'm gonna counter you on. I think the Lions are gonna win. Um, I do think the Rams are playing very well, good football, but I, I think the Lions are they're possessed, and I think they want to win uh, pretty handedly. And then um, I gotta agree with you on the Eagles. I I, I like the Eagles. Um, I, I think the Eagles. I I personally think the Eagles are gonna win.
0: All right uh we'll see what happens i'm just uh, shooting off the cuff here when i actually put money on it i'll see i may do something different but uh it'll be fun football playoffs are fun i wish we had uh, the Bengals to cheer for like we had the last couple of years or um i think in a couple of years we're going to have my chicago bears in the playoffs i think the culture is changing there and they're getting better players so we'll see what all happens there so do you think
1: they're going to change a trade uh just the field
0: they are i'm quite certain they are and I could go into this for a, a lengthy period of time and I can see both sides of it. um if they could trade with one of the the second or third team and drop back to ensure that they could get Marvin Harrison Jr, I would say keep fields but uh I think they're gonna the economics just just dictate that you have to trade him because he has two more years of rookie salary and you can go out and get another quarterback at the one with five years of rookie salary and um I like fields he's good but he's not a top seven quarterback or something like that. So the economics kind of dictate that you have to do it, especially if you can get a second round pick for him, which kind of people are talking about. So second or third, probably.
1: have the bears officially announced they're leaving downtown Chicago. Not yet. Not yet.
0: Okay. All right. Not yet. So, um, anyway, all right, we'll jump off of sports. I want to tell a story real quick, and this is going to get us into the second half of the show. And, uh, Some of my favorite moments in life are Friday night after a week of work and sitting at home on the couch with a bourbon in hand. And by the time I get to the second or 2.5, some of the texting between buddies gets a little bit, uh, a little little crazy. Go down some rabbit holes, especially with my buddy Tommy, who you met on the show a couple weeks ago. Um, This past Friday, I was in a cabin in Red River Gorge, Kentucky, which is beautiful. We had no uh, running water. We did have heat and we were just sitting there relaxing. The kids were camping out in the rain. And I was just, we were listening to old school country music. So I went down this rabbit hole of thinking about who has held the heavyweight championship belt for country music. Now, Richard, we grew up in an era where we watched a little bit of hee haw. And yeah. we were in college during the 90s country explosion. So we've got a little country music um, background to talk about. And you know, This idea of the championship belt for something, whether it's acting, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, rock bands or, you know, I did this in in my last podcast with um, America's Sweetheart uh, when I was doing nine to five. It's not novel. People have done it. Um, My hero, Bill Simmons, uh, did it a lot when he wrote for ESPN 15 years ago. But I could not find anybody having written the country music heavyweight championship belt. So I cannot believe I'm giving this content away for free. I think we may be doing this for the first time. I found some jackass on Reddit who had written it, but he didn't have a show that was going out globally. He was just some jackass on Reddit, and he was totally wrong. So I went through it. I sent it to you. I sent it to Tommy. I've had a couple of conversations. Then this week, I've gone down a rabbit hole. I've actually crunched numbers. I've looked at top 20 hits for the year. Who won Entertainer of the Year? I created like a real system. And I started working backwards with that. And after about five years of that, I was like, to hell with this. I'm going back to just looking at some minor data and we're going to talk about this. So, buckle up. Are you guys ready for the country music heavyweight championship belt? Richard, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. We're going way back. I started thinking about 1979 because that's when I really, that's about when I started listening to music. And I tried really hard to make it Charlie Daniels because. Devil Went Down to Georgia was everywhere. It was a rock hit. It was a country hit. It was everywhere. But I couldn't do it. I think 79 through 81 is Kenny Rogers. He had three top, t- the top 10 hits for 79. He had Lady, the number one overall hit in 80. Uh, he had two top 10s in 81. I think it's Kenny Rogers. You feel good about that? Uh, I, I do. I like
1: the pick. It's, I, I, I think... Uh, Where is Alabama in
0: the- They're not here yet. In 79, 80, 81, you can argue for Willie Nelson. Barbara Mandrell <laughs> also had a variety show. So you get yes. some...
1: Oh, points. I remember the Mandrell sister show.
0: You get points yes. for that, but it never cracked 30 in the Nielsen rating. So it did not have like the explosive power that some other ones did. You could also argue Dolly in 1980 because she had 9 to 5, the film, and she was cranking yes. out hits. Yeah, So I think the... I think Dolly uh, is the only one you could really, really argue there for, for 1980, but Lady was a sensation, and it was a pop hit, and I'm giving it to Kenny. Yeah, and Crystal Gale's not in this at all either? No, no, no Crystal Gale. No Crystal Gale. She she was no, a little I'm before just, that. I think like 76 or 77, you might have got it. Okay, Crystal okay.
1: Gale. Maybe okay. I can get my decades. And, and, that was, and that was the year I went, probably the year I saw Kenny Rogers. There you go. And, and Where I I saw Kenny Rogers at the uh, Louisville Garden. So I have a special place in my heart for Kenny Rogers. Thank you, Bob Kinchelow. Shout out. Um, And uh, so, yeah, I think I could go with it. You know what?
0: You You know what? I think actually I'm going to reverse course. I'm going to go ahead and give it to Dolly in 1980. Like, I feel like Dolly Parton should have the belt at some point. And so let's give it to Dolly in 80. Let's go. Kenny 79, Dolly 80, Kenny 81. You good with that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Right. Right.
1: Okay, one other quick question and, and caveat, and I might be ahead in the time, is uh, not – all right, Coal Miner's daughter, about, I, for some reason, I just drew a blank. Yeah,
0: Loretta Lynn. Uh, that's before. Yeah. That's earlier. That's early. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Right. you're you're a few years late on that, so yes, Loretta okay. Lynn's all okay. Right. 82 is when Alabama explodes. They won three straight entertainers of the year, 82, 83, 84. Um, there's really nobody that you can even put up there with them. Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton had islands in the stream in 83. John Anderson hit with swinging in 83. That was a banger year. Um, 84, I thought about on general principle, um, handing the title to Lee Greenwood because God bless the USA hit, but it wasn't that big of a hit. It was a number seven overall country hit that year. So, um, it's Alabama, Alabama, 82, 83, 84. You feel good about that? Yeah. Okay. They were dominant. They were running it. 85 stuff gets weird. Uh, Ricky Skaggs was entertainer of the year. He's not holding the heavyweight championship belt. I'm giving the heavyweight championship belt in 85 to Are you ready for this? Ronnie effing Millsap. He had two of the top 10 hits in the country chart for the year, including lost in the fifties tonight, which was a massive cultural hit in the South. How do you feel about that? Uh,
1: I'll have to defer to your opinion on
0: that one. Andy's blind. Blind people don't get any breaks. He's the only blind guy on the list. we got to give him the championship belt. Can you imagine the blind guy beating the other guy for the championship belt? It's awesome. Roddy like Stevie Wonder. Right. right. He's the Stevie Wonder of country music. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Okay, 86. There's a bunch of garbage. Nothing's really going on. Reba McIntyre won Entertainer of the Year. I'm just going to give it to Reba. I I don't love Reba, but I'm going with it um 87 and 88 i initially thought this was george Strait territory but it's actually not i overlooked bocephus it's hank williams jr in 87 and 88 he's got the belt he was entertainer of the year twice he's everywhere he is outlaw country he is the face of outlaw country in that period and mainstream country is getting more diverse more eclectic so i love hank to have the belt in 87 and 88 what do you think about that
1: Yep, I'll give it to you. Okay.
0: 1989, that's when George Strait takes it. George Strait really, uh, you you could argue for George Strait almost any time, but, you know, 89 was George Strait. And then he immediately loses it to Garth Brooks, who just, that's when Garth's powerhouse run goes, right? Friends in Low Places hits. He has three of the top ten hits that year. Um, It's Garth Brooks in 90 and 91, and I don't think anybody can argue against that, right?
1: It, it could probably go longer than that actually but well, i i don't want it to but it it, it definitely can
0: okay well I, he has he still has it in 93 and in 92 he can have it or i'm going to let you call this one it's either garth or it's billy ray because 92 is the year of billy ray cyrus and i think billy ray may have taken the belt from him for a year what do you think
1: uh yeah, because it, that's about the time everything started getting a little poppy.
0: Yep. Achy, breaky yeah. heart. Billy Ray was everywhere. He was on TV. He had the mullet. He fought with, uh, um, oh, what's his name? Travis Tritt at the CMAs. Uh, I, I'm going Billy. I'm inclined to give it to Billy Ray in 92. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I have a caveat I'd like to go back to.
1: I'd like to go okay. back a couple of years, 1985. And I think you're missing one important thing too. It's the resurgence of the older country, the traditional country. Yeah. And I was just looking up the highway man or the highway man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so that might tweak it a little bit because that range is when older country came back a little bit with like a resurgence, so to speak. So, you might want to think about that
0: too. Yeah, yeah, it's where I it's totally worth arguing that because because you got
1: Johnny Cash, you got Waylon Jennings, uh Willie Nelson, Willie, and yep. uh, Chris Christopherson. It's just that was just. A, I mean, I recorded him on my DVR with my YouTube TV. Uh, I that special recorded in '85. So yeah. yeah, I think it's it's historic enough where I think we need to rearrange a little bit and put that in there. as a
0: the, Okay. Maybe an
1: asterisk or something along okay. like those
0: lines. Yeah, I'm, so- I'm totally good with that. I, I don't have any, I'm not wedded to that. I, 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 Ronnie Millsap had a couple of hits and he's blind, so he got the no- nod, but I would totally think about the highwayman there. And I might put that in the final, um, final call on that. That's, that's fair enough. I actually like that. Let's call it, let's give the highwayman 1985. Let's do that. Let's change that. Um, they can all see, but it's fine uh okay let's go up to 94 um i got alan jackson in 1994 way down yonder in the chattahoochee he was everywhere he was awesome he was uh vince gill won entertainer of the year that year as well also john michael montgomery was huge but i feel like alan jackson was just just old steady reliable cranking out hits, touring playing shows i feel good about alan jackson for 94 yeah yeah Mm. Ninety five, Tim McGraw had two of the top three country music songs that year. Impossible. This is the reign of terror of Tim McGraw that starts right here. He's he's gonna go on a heater shortly. He but he only has it for one year because I think in ninety six it's Brooks and Dunn. They had the number mm. one song. They were they were they were everywhere. They were now the teams I, of the year.
1: And, and I gotta ask, it that where when is Shania Twain making an appearance in the?
0: 1997 she's close in 96 but brooks and dunn got her in 97 that's when she explodes that's when she sells her record that will go on to become i think the second highest selling country album of all time one it's a top 10 selling album of all time she's a pop crossover she's everywhere uh i can't stand her music but she holds the belt in 97 98 tim comes back in 99 in 2000 i'm giving it to tim and faith they're sharing the belt They got something for everybody. You're a man, you're a woman, whatever. Um, They're just, you you can't get away from them, right? Like that era, Tim and Faith. That's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Faith Hill, like, I meant, she's on the verge of, I meant, she's about to go, I meant, nuclear on everything. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, So, yeah. yeah, Agreed. All right. So, I think then in 2001 and two, I went Toby Keith. And I would entertain other options, but I think Toby Keith became this populist sort of outlaw country sensation. He was everywhere. Post 9-11. He's the big patriotic rah-rah country guy. I actually looked to see how high um, God bless the USA got in 2001. Cause I thought about like Lee green would get it then, but no, I think it's Toby Keith. You feel good about that? Uh, Yep. Okay. Toby Keith and I share a birthday. So shout out. Um, 2003, this is where it all gets kind of sticky for me. And I, I, this, this little chunk of time, I don't really know. Best of my knowledge, I went Kenny Chesney. You want to talk me out of it? I'll go. I don't care. Um, well,
1: the, there's a lot of, it's, there's a lot of bands that start to come up in, in the early 2000s. So you got Rascal Flatts, you got, yep. I meant like bands like that. So, and things are starting to change a little bit in country music. I mean, it's, it's Keith Urban is a very big force in the country music world. So I had
0: Keith Urban with the belt in 2004 and 2005.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's probably about right. But Rascal Flatts, I, I, they're in play. Yeah. I couldn't tell you a Rascal Flatts song. I'm sorry, world. I just don't listen to them, but I think they're, they're pretty big. And my wife could actually add probably more color commentary, like uh, Reva, not Reba McIntyre, um, what's her name? She's a female brunette. I'm drawing a blank on her name and it's driving me crazy. I can Dottie Mar- West, no. um, no, Martina McBride.
0: Oh, Martina, McBride. Uh, yeah,
1: Leanne yeah. Rimes, Leanne Rimes, really yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Leanne Womack is starting to make a yeah. huge present, but that's a little bit later, so I might be jumping
0: ahead. Yeah, yeah, I think Dottie West had red right here, whatever. Um, I had So I had Keith Urban in 04 and 05. In 06, it's, that's where Rascal Flatts had their best shot to take the crown. They had Life as a Highway was a huge hit for them that year. They were really big, but there was no stopping Carrie Underwood in 2006. She had the number one and number two country songs with Jesus Take the Wheel and Before He Cheats. She was everywhere. Carrie Underwood, 2006. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 2007 and 2008 uh, back to Kenny Chesney almost by default. There's some stuff going on. Uh, You could argue a little Carrie Underwood. You could argue a little Blake Shelton, but Kenny was killing it on the charts. Uh, So I went Kenny Chesney those two years.
1: I'll take your word on it. Okay.
0: 2009 is when Taylor Swift explodes. I've got Taylor Swift with the belt in 2009,
1: 2010. Okay. Okay.
0: 2011, Blake Shelton takes it from her. Blake Shelton has the number one and number two overall country song. You knew we weren't going to get through this list without Blake Shelton having the belt, right?
1: Uh, I, I can't tell you a song he sings, but I'll, I'll take your word on it.
0: His best song ever is The Wish Boot. Look it up. It's fantastic. Um, 2012, Taylor Swift releases Red. This is her last foray in the country music. This is mostly a pop album, but it's got some country notes. And she owns the world. This is where she begins to own the world, and um, I think uh, she has a couple of country hits, a bunch of pop hits. I'm going to give it to Taylor this year, one last time before she's a full on grown ass woman pop star. Sorry, that's right. Now
1: I, I gotta go back to something that you brought up or your wife brought up in this conversation, and it's the Dixie Chicks.
0: Yes, we didn't talk. We didn't touch on them. She loves the Dixie Chicks. And I think you could have made a case for them. She wanted to make a case for them in like ninety nine two thousand. And I think that's all fair enough. I think they were good. But I don't think they had the the overall cultural punch that Faith and Tim had at that point.
1: i, I think it i I think they were really good. They were very popular. Uh, that wide open spaces was everywhere in like ninety nine. That's I want right. to say everywhere, right. and then uh, they kind of moved out of the country realm when 2001 happened, 2002. Um, so I don't that album, that Wide Open Spaces album. I it's I think it's more almost more poppy than anything else. So it's kind of hard to say.
0: Yeah, I think it's really good, and you can be poppy and have the belt, all right? Because crossover appeal matters. But I, I think, and, and Faith Hill was a pop star, and so I don't yeah. think I don't think they were bigger than that. And and Shania became a pop star, right? Really. That's right, that's right. And I listen, I think that first Dixie Chicks album is awesome. I th- I love them. I just saw them live last year, and I think they're fantastic. So I don't want to take anything away from them. Um, but in terms of just overall cultural impact, I would put Faith and Tim ahead of them when they were both at their zenith. Um. Okay, okay. that brings us to 2013. Man, I didn't I. I, I don't know about this, but I'm I'm doing it. Florida Georgia line. That's when they hit the first time. They were good. They were big. They were banging. Um, that's also the year that Carrie Underwood uh, got the gig singing the theme song for Sunday Night Football. So she was in play there. But I'm going Florida Georgia line.
1: Yeah. Uh, I again. I'll have to figure. I in the latter years. I'm. I I gotta say. I'm. I, I I'm out because I don't know much country. There is there is one caveat too. I'd like to we have to go back a little bit because I think you're missing a genre that was very big when I was in Nashville. And that's probably 2001 to about 2010. The big and rich, Gretchen Wilson, yeah, Kid Rock, all yeah. that like yeah,
0: together for sure, for was sure was, was down there. It was. You're exactly right, and I can't. I can't get there with them at having the belt, but they, they you're exactly right. That was awesome. Kid Rock had, you know, top 10 country hits in uh-huh. that era. So uh-huh.
1: With Sheryl Crow.
0: Yeah, that's right. I saw your picture today. That's a big part. And I did take that into consideration, but I did not find – I'd still – in that era, I, did, I didn't have them with the belt. The next three-year stretch, I don't know anything about anything. Um, 14, 15, 16, I'm just kind of giving it to Luke Bryan by default. Because I look at the charts, I look at all the numbers and stuff, and it looks like he was the biggest thing. I really wasn't listening what to that. What
1: about Dirk Bentley? I, I do know he was very big. He was did big.
0: I, yeah, I yeah, he was big, but I think Luke Bryan had better, had, had a stronger hit punch okay. than Dirk Spinkley did. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with that. And um so that that's that's where we go there. And then we get to 2017. What do I have 2017? 2017 was another weird year. Garth Brooks won Entertainer of the Year in 2017, and nobody was really blowing stuff away. I just kind of was like, you know, you could go Keith Urban, you could go Chris Stapleton, you could go Eric Church. But I, you know what? Garth won Entertainer of the Year in 17. I, give it to Garth. That's what I say. I don't even care. I don't know. Mm, um, I, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. All right. Because it, it's like I don't consider – it's like I know – I mean, if if we're going with Chris Stapleton, I, I I don't know if I could like country music wants to claim Chris Stapleton. I think he's more Americana, and because you got Churchill in that group, you got Tyler Childress, you got a lot of those kind yeah. of bands, and they're tied. To, it's like the Kentucky country scene that yeah. got really big and yep. really really popular. I consider Chris. I Chris Nashville wants to hold on to Chris Stapleton as much as possible. But I don't think he's in a traditional – he is country, but I think there is um, – uh, I think it's kind of an interesting dynamic in that regard. All right. I think he's a hybrid.
0: I, I want to hold this because I've got a strong opinion about this, and I'm going to get to that in a couple of years here. Um, I've got very strong opinions about this. Uh, 18, Dan and Shea is getting big. Keith Urban's still around. Jason Aldean's having a big year. But Florida Georgia Line was just ubiquitous with that hit with B.B. Rexa. If it's meant to be, it'll be. Um, And uh, they they had a huge year. So I'm going back to Florida Georgia Line in 18. And then they imploded and then they imploded. (laughs) Now, in 19, Dan and Shay had a massive year. And I'm going with Dan and Shay. They crushed it in 19. They were everywhere. They were all the music. Dan and Shay, 2019. Okay.
1: Don't know who that is. So I'll take your word on it. You
0: probably know some of them, you know, Garth won entertainer of the year that year. Uh, Luke Combs had a bunch of hits. Um, Morgan Wallen is in play that year, but it's not until 2020 that I'm going to give Morgan Wallen his first championship belt. Morgan Wallen really starts to become the face of country music in 2020. Then I think in 21, Uh, If you look at the numbers, Luke Combs came back and was just dominant. Luke Combs, entertainer of the year, number one song of the year, had a couple more top 10 hits. Chris Stapleton had a good year that year, but Luke Combs is 21 and Luke Combs is 22. And I don't think it's really close in 22. I think Luke Combs had that all the way. And then that gets us to 23, which was last year. So I would say, who I would ask you right now, in your opinion, who holds the country music heavyweight championship belt? Right now, right now, they, they we just came off a of 23. Uh,
1: is it Chris Stapleton?
0: So, I te- so I've asked friends about this. I texted Tommy said Chris, uh, Tommy said Morgan Wallen, he's a big country fan. Um, he also said uh, Luke Combs is in play, and I the same thing with Katie, my daughter, she's a big fan, same thing. But I'm going with Chris Stapleton, and I know he's a hybrid. He is Americana. I like to break country music down into Texas country and Nashville country. And Chris Stapleton falls more into the Texas country with the Kentucky country kind of sound. So I still think it's country, but I don't think it's Nashville country. So I still think of him as as country music. And also, if you think about his cultural explosion in 23, he sang the National Anthem at the Super Bowl, which is universally regarded as one of the two best ever at the Super Bowl, It was brilliant. Everybody loved it. And then he got the gig singing in the air tonight for Monday night football. So culturally he exploded and he's everywhere. And people know country music who don't listen to country music because of Chris Stapleton. So I think he gets a thousand bonus points and he has the belt right now. Okay.
1: All right. Well, um, I can see your point. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I guess like that's the only, it's like, that's my only thing is like I can only think of is like Chris Stapleton because how popular he is and how bad Nashville wants to hold on to it.
0: Yeah. Morgan Wallen is huge, man. I People under 30 love Morgan Wallen. He is massive and he's going to be around for a while. I don't, I don't like him as well as I like um, Tyler Childers or Sturgill or Stapleton. Um, but they love Morgan Wallen, so uh there was there was a lot of sentiment for Morgan to be the uh belt holder and um I'm just not doing it. I'm giving it to Chris, and uh this will be probably his only time, so that's that yeah yeah all right mm-hmm. <laughs> all right well, that was fun. Thanks for indulging me in that America and the world um. I would love to hear what anybody else thinks about that. Cause this is the kind of nerdy dorky conversation I love to have with people. So anybody who has any thoughts, please get at me. I'm going to, I'll post a little something on Instagram, um, hyping this episode. So feel free to do I'd it.
1: probably have better opinions on rock or pop rock at, at, the time. I mean, it's just like, I mean, I, I know country music and it's like, and when I was in Nashville, it's just like, I kind of lived it, but it was, I mean, it, it was, country music has gone through a massive evolution so it has and it's like I don't even know what it is anymore it's like you you got the extremes you got like like we said with Chris Stapleton Sturgill and Tyler and all them like true what is I consider true country whereas then you got this pop movement that CMA wants to do and it's just got awful in my opinion, but that all started in the like 2000s when I was down there, and it kind of started in the 90s and carried through. So, yep, I don't know, but
0: well, uh, it's it's very fun. We'll do this again with something else. I I just I went down a rabbit hole. I was I did a lot of research. My wife was like, "I see your madman scribble. What are you doing?" So, um, I'm a lunatic. Uh, anyway, we're out of time. Um, thanks guys for listening. We're gonna come back with some more stuff. I hope you enjoyed this we're committed to doing better content this year. So there's some content and we hope it's good. Um, with that, Richard, do you have anything you want to say before we get out of here? Go cats. Uh, go cats. No,
1: that's uh, go cats.
0: Go cats. We're going to sh- shut this off and go upstairs and watch Missouri and Kentucky in just a moment. So, Hey guys, have a great week. We'll see you next week. Keep living your best midlife. We are going to keep living out.